Good morning and welcome to Look and Feel Your Best. I'm Gina Birch along with Dr. Patrick Flaherty, which, oh, Dr. Flaherty's on vacation. So in his place, we've got Dr. Allison Yee. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. You're listening to Look and Feel Your Best. And of course, uh, we've been doing the show with Dr. Flaherty for several years now. I lost track. And um, Dr. Yi is one of the new doctors, one of the new associates, associate, is that what I call it? At uh, Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas. Now, Azul has four locations now, Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Springs, and Cape Coral. So uh, if there's there's an office close to you. And, and Dr. Yi, are you kind of going back and forth between all four? Or are you doing a little bit of time in each one? I'm in three of the different offices. Okay. So I'm in Fort Myers office, the main office, right. um, three days a week. On Wednesdays, I go to the Bonita office. And mm-hmm. on Fridays, we have the Cape Coral office where I do filler Fridays. Oh, yeah, we're going to get into that. Special, yes. Definitely going to talk about filler Fridays as, as we go on through the show. But um, so, you know, Dr. Flaherty has been expanding the practice and bringing in a lot of new people. And it's exciting, an exciting time to be here. And I know he's uh, bragged about you and raved about you off and on and well just more on than off <laughs> constantly <laughs> since you've been here so we thought while he's on holiday taking a little time off this would be a well-deserved a, yes, time off yeah yes. he works his butt off that's for sure but I thought it would be a good time to bring you in and and let you sit in the in the in the host chair with me well not in the chair with me across from me next to you <laughs> yeah, next, next to you <laughs> so um doctor you, you've been tell me about where you where you're from and where you went to school and, sure. and all that kind of stuff sure. so i was born in california mm-hmm. in santa monica oh what a beautiful oh, area it's gorgeous absolutely oh. gorgeous but in the mid 80s mm-hmm. we moved to indiana oh so you can imagine my mom culture shock she grew up in the, in the East Coast in Boston, um, lived in New York, and then was in L.A. for years, and then in the mid-'80s went to Indiana. Wow. Which, personally, I, I absolutely loved. But right. back then, it was um, a little different. Yep. So it was a culture shock, but my father, he is a neuro-ophthalmologist. Okay. Yeah, so he was actually offered the chairman position of the big um, ophthalmology department at Indiana University. Wow. So it was a big, big uh, opportunity for him. So we moved there. So you grew up in both education and in medicine. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Was yeah. there ever any doubt that you would not go into one of those two? Or Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, I think it was my soft junior and senior year of high school. I mm-hmm. said, I'm never taking another science or math class <laughs> ever <done>. again, <laughs> ever. I had zero um, ambition or, or idea that I would do medicine, mm-hmm. even though I grew up watching videos of my dad's you know surgeries because mm-hmm. he was a teacher yeah um, he taught residents his whole career and I remember you know laying on the ground watching him watch his videos of cataract surgeries and other you know intraocular surgeries mm. just like it was a normal everyday thing yeah so it was a very um routine thing to see and I mm-hmm. uh, so the eyeballs didn't didn't weird me out mm-hmm. at all but um you know and actually my my grandmother on his side so his mother was an ophthalmologist oh wow and then her father was an ophthalmologist so i'm fourth generation doctor wow that's cool yes so when you decided when was it the turning point that you're like ah okay i'm gonna do this i like it well i started out to major in fine arts and art history Mm because my mom is an artist she's an amazing Mm -hmm. artist she taught art as well and i i love being creative and being artistic however i also realized hmm how am I going to flourish in life mm-hmm. as an artist? Because I was decent, but, you know, I wasn't um, a, you know, 
art whiz. I wasn't mm-hmm. that person who stood out and had all these exhibits. So I, I really thought, okay, what what am I going to do yeah. with that? So I decided, you know, I'm not going to close the door on the medical portion. Um, so I did all of the, you know, pre-med prerequisites. I did the biology um, major as well. And I think it was, you know, I, it was probably mid-sophomore year of college that I de- definitely decided, you know what, I'm, I definitely am going to go into medicine. Um, however, I still did not want to go into the ophthalmology route. The path of the family. Correct. <laughs> because I didn't want to actually uh, compare myself to my dad because he's brilliant. Oh, he is a world-renowned yeah. neuro-ophthalmologist. I mean, everywhere I go, people know of him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's amazing. He's brilliant. Um, but in medical school, you go through all of the different residencies. You go through the different rotations and surgery and anesthesia. And I re- I loved neurology. The brain is mm, so interesting. It's so fascinating. But I loved having my hands on. I, mm-hmm. I, I liked anesthesia. Anesthesia was fun. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. But I wanted to be the surgeon as yeah. I was, you know, sitting with the anesthesiologist. And so, but then general surgery, there was too many things in the, in the, in the gut. Yeah. I just... <laughs> I thought, oh, not your thing. oh, just not my thing. So I did. I, I decided to go into ophthalmology. And actually, both when I made the decision to go into medicine and ophthalmology, my dad was actually very surprised. Really? Yes. And, and I, I actually, bet I never felt he, I never felt pressured. That's cool. Ever. Well, that's, that's best because then when it's your decision, then you do it from your heart and from passion. And it's something that you really want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, that's great that he didn't try to force you or press you you know what I find very interesting that you said um that you're in into art and aesthetics and I think that's a, a common theme with a lot of doctors who go into facial rejuvenation and reconstruction and that is that they they like art they've been an artist Dr. Padilla I know mm-hmm. is a portrait artist yes, and very it's, talented yeah it's kind of a cool I just thought about that when you were talking about it that it makes yeah. sense yeah because you have to be able to look at at something visually and see if it's balanced or if it's pleasing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also knowing that the three dimensionality to a, a face um, and how things work and play off of each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's an important part of our job, being able to look at a face and decide what's going to look the best mm-hmm. um, and then being able to do it surgically. Right. Uh, because you can be a great surgeon, very skilled surgeon, but if you don't have a certain eye to exactly tweak something here or tweak something there. This face is different from this person because they need a little bit more volume in this one area. Mm-hmm. It's 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 very, I think, customizable. Right. If you can look at them sort of as an art project. Definitely. I love it. Yeah. So when you so you decided to go into the oculo ocular oculo. Oculofacial plastics. Right. Yes. So I did I did the ophthalmology. Mm-hmm. Um actually my my dad staffed my first cataract surgery oh my gosh was that nerve-wracking horrible (laughs) it was absolutely horrible it went it went really really well but I don't think I breathed the entire time I I bet I get it was I bet it was hard to compartmentalize and say okay he's not my dad he's now a a colleague or a mentor Mm -hmm. or and I could tell what he was thinking just by the way he was breathing (laughs) I mean you just know those little things about your parents so but and you know he actually he had me write out pages of of notes on each surgery I did um, afterwards, sort of going through Mm -hmm. like an autopsy of your surgery, what went well, what went wrong, and did that. And so even though it was more work, I think it helped me. Mm, Good. Yeah. But after doing ophthalmology, I I really fell in love because in, so I 
did my training in Indiana University. Mm-hmm. I did um, my medical school there. I did um, I did my undergraduate medical school residency and fellowship. Right. And Indiana University is, is known for their oculoplastics um, strength. So as a resident, you get a lot of exposure to oculofacial plastic procedures. Mm-hmm. And I just, I fell in love with it. I absolutely fell in love with it. So then I chose to do an additional uh, fellowship to specialize in the the facial plastics. Okay. And then, so then that just kept you up in Indiana for a while. Mm -hmm. And did you, did you? I consider myself a true Hoosier. There you go. I actually, I love, I I love Indiana. My parents are still there. They're in, they're in Carmel now. My sister's there. Mm -hmm. So I love Hoosiers. And how did you, or when did you come to Southwest Florida? I'm assuming it was for a job. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So most of the other residents and fellows who trained at Indiana, a lot of them stayed around that area. They mm-hmm. they found jobs or joined practices or even joined the university staff. Um, I actually grew up coming down to Fort Myers uh, mm-hmm. during spring break. A lot of people from the Midwest come yeah, to this coast. That's a very common story for, yes. for people, how they ended up here. Oh, I vacationed here with my family for years. And, yes, yeah. yeah. And I decided after fellowship, you know, I, we're going to go somewhere else. I tra- in Indianapolis is pretty saturated with oculoplastic people. Wow. And I would have been, you know, number six in a, you know, five-person group in a small area. And mm-hmm. I would have been doing a lot of trauma, which I still do trauma and did mm-hmm. a lot, but I didn't want that to be like my, my number one focus. Right. So we decided to come down and just look at different job opportunities. And Fort Myers came up and it was at Eye Centers of Florida. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, the only oculoplastics person in the group, um, high volume, which you get used to doing in residency and fellowship. You right. get used to those 100-hour weeks mm-hmm. being on call for eight hospital systems, oh my going all hours of the night. Yeah. But um, it, was a, it was a great opportunity. Right. I'm down, yeah. And then you joined uh, the Azul Cosmetic Surgery mm-hmm. and Medical Spa team uh, just a few months ago, six months? Yeah, uh, about four. Four months. four months ago, yeah. But I I had met Dr. Flaherty years, oh, yeah. years and years ago, and um, he is such a nice, nice guy, so well, well renowned, and mm-hmm. just a good, a good all around surgeon and person. Right. So, and then sometimes things just line up, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, we've been friends. It's and and you know each other personally and professionally, and then the just seemed like the timing was right for you to join the team. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's interesting. We sort of follow the same path, mm-hmm. but just me some years later because he right. started out you know at eye centers and then it just it just then he went into the cosmetic you know mm-hmm. it's just it's interesting so what what about then was the cosmetic i mean because you had that similar path i guess was it just a natural progression because you said you liked the i always and- liked the the aesthetic portion of it um i still do we still do reconstructive i still do trauma work um, mm-hmm. dr padilla does a lot of the trauma trauma work and mm-hmm. reconstructive things i i still do it and i enjoy it um but the aesthetic part is very very nuanced and to be one of the best in that arena I feel like you have to put almost all of your your interests and your passions like into Mm -hmm. that area to become the best at those procedures right and you've been focused on that for a number of years now the aesthetic part yes oh yeah and and even in fellowship where I in Indianapolis I there wasn't a, a huge aesthetic portion, um, especially in the injectables mm-hmm. um, of that practice. And I grew that practice a lot awesome. because there it was just an untapped resource. And so I had the opportunity to to train and learn from a lot of great people up in Indianapolis and then really grow that part during fellowship. 
Great. So Dr. Allison Yee is uh, one of the new associates here at the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spa. She is in for Dr. Flaherty today and uh, learning more. Thank you for giving us a little history about yourself. I always like to know how people ended up where they are and how they chose the path that they are on because we all have times in our life where we are at that fork and there's so many different things that we could do. And it's just, you know, you ended up here, which is awesome. So you can find Dr. Yee by going to um, azulbeauty.com. You can also call one, uh, one, of course, 239-206-3160. I'm looking at my notes because we have a new phone number, 239-206-3160 to schedule an appointment with Dr. Yee or anyone here at Azul. We're going to uh, take a little break here, and then we're going to jump into some of your specialties when we come back. Sure. All right. You're listening to Look and Feel Your Best with Dr. Allison Yee. I'm Gina Birch. We'll be right back with more. Azul has exciting news that will finally give you the body you've been dreaming of. Announcing liposuction body type procedures at Azul. If you've been exercising and dieting but cannot seem to get rid of your muffin top or love handles, our new liposuction body type treatment may be the solution. Azul is now offering in-office liposuction with body tightening to up the game in body contouring. Liposuction is a common cosmetic procedure that can reduce unwanted fat permanently, helping you recapture your youthful figure. As we age, we accumulate extra fat in our abdomen, flanks, back, inner and outer thighs, buttocks, arms, neck, and inner knees. These are the common areas addressed with this safe, in-office procedure with Dr. Allison Yee at Azul. The liposuction body type procedure involves removing excess fat from the treatment area until the ideal contour is achieved. After the fat is removed, the body type radio frequency energy is applied to the treatment area to further tighten the skin, improving your results. This amazing treatment combination provides the improvements you will absolutely love. Look better, feel better, with the experts at Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spa. Call today for your free consultation with Dr. Allison Yee at 239-206-3160. That's 239-206-3160 today. Azul, a fresh, beautiful you is our business. Welcome back to Look and Feel Your Best. I'm Gina Birch, and in for Dr. Patrick Flaherty this morning is Dr. Allison Yee. Allison is uh, one of the newest associates at the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spa. There are four offices, by the way, Naples, Fort Myers, Bonita Springs, and Cape Coral. And I know, uh, Dr. Yee, you're doing some special things in Cape Coral, which we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show. Yes. But um, first of all, you know, welcome. I know you've been a guest on the show before, but now this is the time where you're really taking control. I know. I'm in the... uh... The, the driver's seat. How does it feel to be in uh, Dr. Flaherty's seat? Odd. <laughs> <laughs> you're a little bit lower. You're sitting a little bit lower than he does. Yes, he's a little bit taller than you. So, uh, so you've been with you've been in Southwest Florida. How many years have you been here now? Oh gosh, four, 13, 14 years. Okay, something like and that? you've been here about four months. You said mm-hmm. at Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spa. One of the things that I think we've touched on briefly with you when you had been on, with us before is fat grafting. And that is such a major uh, technological advance in your field, correct? It is and it isn't okay. because it's one of the most low-tech actual things. All right, low-tech, procedures. maybe it's something that's been overlooked a lot in, 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 in previous decades. Or it just seems like there's more focus on it right now. I think there is more focus on it because I think in trending with the facial aesthetics, I think we're realizing revolumization 
um, of certain, you know, facial fat compartments and things is more important. It's a bigger deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal for making somebody's face look more youthful or or balanced. So let's talk about that. First of all, when when you're you're talking about looking more youthful and, and balanced, why is fat important with that? Well, if we think about the face when we're younger, mm-hmm. we have those little cherub cheeks. We have the apple cheeks. We have a, a sort of softness to the face. I mean, obviously, everybody's face is, com- is different and, and mm-hmm. unique in its genetics and the way it looks. So not everybody has full cheeks. Right. You know, however, everybody has certain fat pads in their, in their face that as we get more, I like to say, graceful, <laughs> not older, but yes. graceful and more wise, mm-hmm. uh, we start to lose those facial fat pads and they start to devolumize. And we also, you know, lose a little bit of bone density, and then the the facial bones do um, uh, lose volume as well. But those fat pads, as they shrink, it's almost like you think about a, a grape. You know mm-hmm. that it's nice and plump and round, but then the volume goes away in the middle, and then the wrinkle you start to see all ah, the, yeah. the skin wrinkles. Um, it's almost like when you have a a dining room table and the sheet. The, the sheet for the dining room table is too big, so mm. it's very loose and, and wrinkly. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's sort of the same thing okay. where you're devolumizing. So that's where the, the fat comes in, because I know most people think, I don't want more fat, but we don't want it in certain parts of our body, but our face we do. Absolutely. So as we get more graceful, we, mm-hmm. we lose the fat where we want it, and mm-hmm. we gain it other places. It's not fair. No. <laughs> not fair at all. But, but when we are older, if you lose 10 pounds, you will see it in the face. Yeah. Very, very easily. I have so many patients who come in and they say, you know, I, I, I've gotten on this health kick. I've lost, you know, 15, 20 pounds. I feel great, but I just look 10 years older. Mm. What happened? And frequently they will come in and point to their a line next to their lip or their mouth, the nasolabial mm-hmm. folds or one certain, you know, line. And they'll come in asking for that to be fixed, you know, with fillers. And a lot of times, actually, that's not really the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You can, it's more like a band aid. You can place some fillers to soften that, but the cause of the lines sort of lower down are from facial devolumization. Mm-hmm. And it's not about giving you back a fat face. That's not, you know, having somebody who's more mature, having gigantic cheeks look silly. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to give back the appropriate amount of, of volume sort of where I like to describe as you're giving back volume to where it used to be right on in their face and again everybody's face is different mm-hmm. so they talk about the the triangle of youth where you were fuller you know in the upper third of the face upper two-thirds of the face and then you narrow um on the bottom sort of mm-hmm. like an inverted triangle and then we get more graceful and it, it goes into regular yeah <laughs> so you get thinner but your yeah. temples and your cheeks and you get fuller in the neck and jowls yeah. that's a good analogy just flip that um triangle upside down so when we talk about then adding fat and, and, and the fat grafting, what, what is fat grafting? So fat grafting is basically taking your own fat cells. So it's called autologous fat grafting. Mm-hmm. Autologous basically means it's coming from your, your own body. And fat, fat cells, they're, they're live cells. They have a blood supply. So you harvest them from one part of the body, and then you graft them into another part of the body ideally where they used to be Mm -hmm. so it's i like to um, compare it to a skin graft so if you have a defect in your skin you can take a piece of skin from another part of your body place it there surgically Mm -hmm. and then it develops a blood supply so that skin graft lives and it's there it's incorporated into your skin it's the same thing with the fat Mm -hmm. where you can't just take 
a bunch of fat and shove it in somewhere, sure, you'll get immediate volume, but it will not last. Mm. You have to graft the fat cells very specifically into the face, the different layers of the face, so that they're individually exposed to your own tissues and blood supply. Because ideally, you're hoping that the fat that you've taken is going to develop a blood supply and then last. Wow. So, you know, you, you were saying earlier that it's kind of, uh, it's low tech, but that sounds high tech to me because, you know, you still, because all of the other things that you considered, you want it balanced. And now you've got to try to not only balance the fat, but get it in the even spots on each cheek or each area of the face, hoping that it's going to survive and and take. Right? Yes. Yes. So I guess for me, it's it's low tech only because you're not using other types of injectable devices that, you know, have been engineered a specific way and you don't need a bunch of surgical tools. I mean, yes, it is a surgical procedure. It's something you do in a sterile environment, Mm -hmm. um, which is obviously very important. However, it's, it's very, I feel sort of natural. Mm. It's sort of organic because you're using your own tissue instead of using fillers, which don't get me wrong. I love fillers. Fillers are wonderful. They have a billion different applications. And there are places that you can put fillers that you can't put fat. Mm. And then there are places where you can place fat and you don't put filler. So they have their own, um, they have their own places. The issue with fat grafting and and fillers, a lot of times when you have overall global volume loss, Mm -hmm. where if you tried to revolumize with fillers, you'd be looking at 10 to 15 syringes of filler, which is ridiculously expensive. Mm, right. And it doesn't, it, it, it goes away. It doesn't last. Right. So that's just a unreasonable amount of, of money to expect anybody to do, you know, to pay for. And, and so using, you can do things with fat that you just aren't, you can't do with filler. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. So then when you when you do this, when you gra- get the fat, what is the process and where do you where do you get it from? Is it different in everybody or So a, a lot of places, I mean, a lot of people we get it from the abdomen. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, "Ooh, I get a little built-in <laughs> lipo." Like, yay. yeah. Um, there are a, a number of different techniques to to harvest the fat. There are you can use it with a suction-like device. Mm-hmm. Um or you can do it by hand. I, I do it by hand with a specific cannula and just mm-hmm. some back pressure with a with a syringe. So I like to be as atraumatic to the fat as possible. Mm-hmm. I feel like that increases its survivability. Okay. Um, but so they, you're not in there raking it out of your stomach. No, no, <laughs> not at all. But it's still it it you know you don't have to you don't have big incisions. It's right. just a tiny little maybe two millimeter um, little port that you go mm-hmm. in to harvest it. You can get fat from a lot of different places. I yes. had and some some well some women they come in and they're very thin, very mm-hmm. lean and they they hold their stomach and say, "Look at you can take all of this." And I tell them that's that's skin. That is not fat. <laughs> you know, so you have to have it right. um, you know, to be able to graft it, but you you can get on the inner knee, you know, the little area mm-hmm. on the inner knee, inner thighs. I mean, you can get it from a lot of different places. Right. And so then once you get that, uh, what do you do with it after you so harvest it. You, you've harvested it. Then you want to isolate the fat from any other of the um, material. So any, we obviously we numb the area with a, a tumescent anest- like a, a numbing agent, mm-hmm. and, um, lidocaine and, and things. So you want to separate the fat from that and any blood products. So you place the fat into a, um, a centrifuge. Okay. And you spin it 
gently for about two minutes and actually you, it comes out and it looks like a little rainbow you can you, i know it's cute but you have any blood products at the bottom and then mm-hmm. you have fat and then separated from any oils or any um um other debris so you can actually then drain those off so that you have just the fat and i you've done enough of these that i can tell what's gonna be good fat mm-hmm. just by the appearance yeah. of what we have harvested um so you isolate that and then you transfer the the fat the isolated fat into just really small one cc syringes and then you graft it into the face using a cannula so again there's no big incisions Mm -hmm. it's all done with the cannula which is obviously uh, safer Um, you can get into places that you know and without being worried about getting into nerves or or vessels i do know that a lot of patients will read on the internet they'll read about fat grafting and they'll hear oh you're going to go blind or or, oh you're going to get a fat emboli um, or a a clot you know that Mm -hmm. goes to your lung and a lot of that is from the bbl you know doing the brazilian the brazilian but they're doing large volumes of fat you know, uh, grafting to the to the to the, the gluteal muscles mm-hmm. and doing it deep, where you have vessels that you can Ooh. get into very easily. So that, that just yeah. sounds like it hurts. I don't. Oh, wanna, I don't yeah. want to. I've got enough to sit on. If it's <laughs> it's it's it, YouTube it and watch it because oh. it's it's like oh oh <laughs> that's okay. how they do. It. Oh yeah. But there there was a huge push for that <sighs> in Miami where yes. people were doing it who never had any training. And they were going in the t- deeper planes mm. that they should not have been, and that's where you can get into trouble with, with the the um, injecting into into vessels. And that's true with anything. It's fillers as well. You need to go to somebody who knows the anatomy mm-hmm. and knows where to place the products. Where what you know they want to know the surgical anatomy. They want to know. Okay, well we know where this neurovascular bundle is. Right. We know where this is. So y- if you go to somebody who knows that. And they stay away from the dangerous areas. That's why it's important to do your research and make sure you pick your physicians wisely, not just in in cosmetic and facial rejuvenation, but in everything. Yes, in absolutely. life, you know. Yes. And there's enough material and tools with the internet to to be able to do that. And I know that uh, Dr. Flaherty and the Uzul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spa have a, a stellar reputation, and uh, he's really big on education and training here. So um, that's one of the reasons why I've always loved working with him in that Azul. So uh, with, when I say him, Dr. Flaherty, he is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Southwest Florida. And he is taking some well-deserved time off this week. And Dr. Allison Yee is new to the staff for the last four months. She is in this morning and it's a girl power on the radio talking about uh, all of the the wonderful things that are happening here. Uh, I have some more questions about the fat grafting. But I think now's a good time to take a quick break, stretch your legs, get some coffee. You are listening to Look and Feel Your Best. I'm Gina Birch, along with Dr. Allison Yee. You can find us online at azulbeauty.com. And during regular business hours, you can call 239-206-3160. Set up a consultation. Get any questions answered. 239-206-3160. We'll be right back with more of Look and Feel Your Best. Azul has exciting news that will finally give you the body you've been dreaming of. Announcing liposuction body type procedures at Azul. If you've been exercising and dieting but cannot seem to get rid of your muffin top or love handles, our new liposuction body type treatment may be the solution. Azul is now offering in-office liposuction with body tightening to up the game in body contouring. 
Liposuction is a common cosmetic procedure that can reduce unwanted fat permanently, helping you recapture your youthful figure. As we age, we accumulate extra fat in our abdomen, flanks, back, inner and outer thighs, buttocks, arms, neck, and inner knees. These are the common areas addressed with this safe, in-office procedure with Dr. Allison Yee at Azul. The liposuction body type procedure involves removing excess fat from the treatment area until the ideal contour is achieved. After the fat is removed, the body type radio frequency energy is applied to the treatment area to further tighten the skin, improving your results. This amazing treatment combination provides the improvements you will absolutely love. Look better, feel better, with the experts at Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spa. Call today for your free consultation with Dr. Allison Yee at 239-206-3160. That's 239-206-3160 today. Azul, a fresh, beautiful you is our business. Welcome back to Look and Feel Your Best. I'm Gina Birch, and in for Dr. Patrick Flaherty, who is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spa. This morning, we have Dr. Allison Yee sitting in the chair. Good morning. Good to see you. And Dr. Yee has been a guest on our show uh, in the past, but today, it's all about you. Oh, dear. Well, not all about <laughs> you, but I mean, you know, it's, it's you're taking the... I'm you're sitting doing, in the big room. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> and uh, we're talking about uh, fat grafting and really digging in deep to that, because I know it's something that is a big part of the practice here at Azul, and, and fat grafting meaning um, volumizing your face. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's a term that... Uh, I guess, is fat transfer another word? Mm-hmm. What are other words that people use to describe this? Um, so fat grafting, um, fat augmentation. augmentation yeah. you know, that's another um, term that's that's used. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, uh, if you're just joining us, taking fat from other areas of your body, spinning it down and injecting it into the face. And we'll talk about other places that it can be used uh, to give us a more youthful appearance. Yes. And restore that lost volume. Mm-hmm. So when we left off, you were you were talking about um, you know how it's placed and how it's done and the importance of uh, going to a professional who knows what they're doing and it really is a safe procedure. Yes, absolutely. it's done all over the the, the country uh, every day and they're you know it's one of those that's fairly easy to recover from too if you are a patient having it done. Yes. So let's talk about. Um, where fat grab? Where does the fat go? Uh, I mean, I know it's I know where it comes from, our stomach or our inner thigh, or where we have too much. But then, once you get that, how do you decide where it goes? Well, it, anatomically, mm-hmm. if you just know the the facial anatomy and where we used to have the facial fat pads, cheeks, obvious, cheeks, right? Yep, we call those those malar fat pads. Mm-hmm. You know, temples. Even we have a subbrow fat pad. We have um, the junction between the lower lid and the cheek and that tear trough. We you know lose volume mm-hmm. um, right in the nasolabial fold. We know we lose volume. I mean, really, there's so many different areas, mm-hmm. but it's also looking at the person's face Mm -hmm. Um, people tell me that I look crazy um, (laughs) because I stare at them when I when I draw because the drawing part for me is probably the more important Mm -hmm. part of the surgery is that I I stare at somebody and I sort of look at them and mark them very specifically before you numb them because you want to really look at exactly where you want to place it Mm -hmm. you know so to get the best outcome 
after they're all healed. Are there places in the face that don't do well? I mean, because we're going to talk about fat versus filler a little bit later. Um, but are there places that you tend to not want to put fat? Sure. Uh, like under the eye, would that be one? or No, actually, in the tear trough area, that fat is my preferred okay. filler of choice um, mm-hmm. or, or, or to augment the volume because the hyaluronic acid fillers tend to, to draw off water. So that'll make you more puffy. And they tend to look puffy-ish <laughs> and they tend Excuse to me. have a sort of a discoloration. Mm. They can be unpredictable mm-hmm. um, in the tear trough. Not everybody, but right. uh, but a, a decent amount of people. So I have you know, done reconstructions on people who've had traumas where, you know, they didn't have enough volume to even support an eyelid or oh even their eye or a prosthetic um, if they had lost their eye. And you can use your fat and you can do fat grafting into a lower lid and it looks beautiful. Wow. Okay. So you mentioned the cheeks and the temples. I mean, those are kind of obvious. The cheeks, because it's the middle of the face and that's the center center of the bullseye kind of. And right. it just, and it's, once they're full, the rest of the face kind of falls in line. Right. I mean, we start to see the lines in the nasolabial folds, the marionettes um, like next to the mouth when we lose that volume and that mm-hmm. malar, that, that cheek fat pad. And two of the temples, a lot of people will wear their hair down <clears throat> because, you know, they're like, oh, this looks so mm-hmm. hollow. But it's by revolumizing that area, you can just make things look so much more youthful. What about the lips and and the chin? Because sometimes the chin gets pointy and and mm-hmm. like you mentioned, that triangle kind of reverses or right. Yeah. So you you can place um, fat in lips is is great. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, so you do not place fat where it doesn't go. So you don't fill fine lines mm-hmm. um, with fat okay. because that's that not sense. where fat used to be. Mm-hmm. So it's not you don't come in and say, oh, I want this line filled, this line filled. That's more reserved for fillers. Mm-hmm. Fat is more of that global volumization that's going to help wrinkles by volumizing. The lips, again, you can get beautiful volume with fat. But if you want to very specifically enhance the cupid's bow or build up the little philtrum column or or do very, very detailed, specific things, filler, the HA fillers are better for that. Okay. But for overall volume, that's wonderful and also for the chin too i mean Mm -hmm. we you if you can give a little bit more chin projection it really can offset the the jowls Mm -hmm. you know and just give a little bit more um projection and that could get that sharper jawline Mm -hmm. so besides the face and this is something that's really interesting that uh, i know that dr flaherty was excited that you're bringing to the table here too is that you also look beyond the face when mm-hmm. it comes to to fat augmentation. And I think it's something to, to consider because we get the face looking all nice, but then the neck, the decollete, other areas of the body, you look down, it's like, oh, that, yeah, you're, that's showing its age. So one how do the, we... Yeah. One of the things I always tell all of my patients is whatever products you're using at night, morning, just wipe all the way down. Yeah. You know, whatever's <laughs> residual on your hands, put it on the neck and decollete because you yeah. don't want those to look completely different but one of my favorite places is to do fat grafting is in the hands hmm. so again as we get more graceful we lose that volume and we start to see the tendons wow. we start yeah. to see our knuckles no, we, I'm we're, we're both looking down Thanks. at our hands now we're like oh <laughs> one you, more thing to look at <laughs> you see the the vessels i mean and that that can be a telltale sign mm-hmm. of of age and you can do revolumization with fillers again you need to use enough and it's something that has to be repeated. Um, so fat grafting is is a great 
option for for revolumization. I think it's it's wonderful. So on the hands, would you put it like in between the the fingers on on the on the top of the hand? Would you put it on? So the it's finger? on the top of the hand. Mm-hmm. Typically, you don't necessarily go into the actual finger. Right. So when you look at the hand, it's usually from your knuckles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you start to get. That's right there's where you start to get volume loss. But again, it just depends on the person. Mm-hmm. But again, when you use cannulas, when you use a cannula that is a blunt you know, uh, instrument, you're not going to be injecting it into a nerve or into gotcha. a tendon. You're going to be able to keep it in the plane that you want. So you can be really specific where, where you place it. And the skin on the hand gets pretty thin, you know, when it you does. age too. So it's easy to see where it's put, being put. Right. And that's why some of the other, you know, fillers in the hands can look a little off. Got it. Because okay. of Makes that. sense. Yeah. So, and, and two, I love doing the the BBL treatment, the mm-hmm. light based lasers. To then, once you revolumize the hand, then you treat the, the the pigmented spots on the hands with the BBL, and it's like you just got a hand lift. Nice. It's not really a thing <laughs> called a hand lift, but I mean, it just it you get rid of all the age yeah. spots, and it's revolumized, and people are like, oh my. So how does it feel? Because you know we use our hand, the face. You know you can sit there and smile and and, and be protective of that fat. But we're using our hands all day, every day, constantly. So how does that heal and and work on and feel and everything when you have that in your hand? So I always, you always overfill Mm -hmm. when you use, when you do fat grafting because we are wanting those fat cells to what we call take or to develop their Mm -hmm. their blood supply. Again, you could take any fat, shove it in in and underneath the skin and you'll get immediate volume, but it will go away. And it will be gone within a couple of weeks. So, again, you have to place it in the right area. But just knowing with the history of it, you know that some of it's not going to take. Right. So about 20% doesn't take. So that you overfill, but it's not like you're walking around for months overfilled. It's within the first couple of weeks that your body sort of flushes everything. Mm -hmm. You know, you flushes everything out. But some people feel most a lot of people said they have zero discomfort with their hands Mm, it doesn't feel weird it's not odd i have had some people say it was a little bit sore um for a couple of you still have to use your hands and you don't want Mm -hmm. to affect whatever was the treatment was done right right yes but the one thing is that you're doing it in a plane that you're not i'm not in the tendon sheath gotcha so a lot of times the fat where it goes it's not underneath and within where those tendons are actually moving but but you do the what you do after fat grafting is extremely important Mm -hmm. to determine how much of it's going to take right because you want to have as much blood flow and blood supply get to that fat so that it you know survives so be active but probably not kickboxing no (laughs) no and you don't want to put any kind of pressure on it you don't want to massage it and i actually Mm. tell people usually with eye eyelid surgery and facial surgery we love ice Mm. i should like own stock in bird's eye peas (laughs) can i tell people frozen peas you know all the time but i don't want anybody to ice because that will constrict the blood vessels Mm decreases swelling however that decreases the blood flow yeah we don't want that so i always tell people no icing yeah you know, no massaging. Try not to. And one of the hardest things is to not sleep on your face, like smash oh, down on your face. Oh, when you've had uh, when you've had the face, the fat grafting in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I tell that to people all day long because I can look at somebody and all almost tell ninety percent of them. I can say you sleep on that side of your face, yeah. and they say yes. How did you know? 
because over time, if you sleep predominantly on one side, you'll lose volume on that side. Mm. So you, I, you can just tell. Wow, that makes sense. I'm going to start looking at people's face now to see uh, if I can tell one side's more plump and delicious than the other. <laughs> well, it's funny because I tell people that all the time and I wake up with sheet marks in my face every morning because I sleep on my fa- I can't help it. I, that's how I sleep. Yeah. So it's, it's a hard thing to, to do. Right. Yeah, I get it. Um, so fat grafting can go other parts of the body as well. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that next segment? Sure. Yeah. I mean, really, you can you can do fat grafting anywhere. Right. You can do it. I've done it in, in you know, defects in the shoulder. I had a gentleman who had had a, a previous surgery on his shoulder and, you know, the wound wasn't great. And, and this has been years ago, but he had a very significant divot. Indent. Wow. Indent. And he was always so self-conscious, you know, being down in Florida, you know, by the pool. Anytime he, everybody always asked him, what's, what's wrong that? with you? What's wrong? What's wrong? And it just really brought his his self-esteem down and so we did fat grafting there and he's like you just restored my sense of you know like feeling good about myself not feeling you know deformed or anything so and and even too you can do fat grafting to the breasts Mm -hmm. it's not going to lift you you know when somebody Mm -hmm. says fat grafting to the breast it's not going to like give you the effect of a of implants but you can give back some volume um you know after People have had implants removed. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a number of people who um, have had their implants removed just to due to you know some side yes. effects, and after that, with that devolumization, they can have some really funky rippling or, mm-hmm. or indentations in certain places. So well, that's interesting. Yeah, so you just do a little fat grafting mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Awesome. Um, what about the chest, the décolleté? It. You can if you have a little bit of a defect. However, it's not because if you naturally look at your decollete and touch, you don't have a lot of subcutaneous fat mm-hmm. there. Right. I mean, yes. So it's not the best. You can do, there is also something called the, the nano fat, mm-hmm. which is sort of a, a completely different thing because you're not looking for the volume, but you're more so looking for the um, sort of restorative um tissue regenerative properties of fat okay and i think when i was thinking of the decollete too i was thinking of those lines in the cleavage which would be probably better for filler so let's talk about that next and what how fillers versus fat were for the best parts would be you're listening to look and feel your best dr allison yee is a partner at the azul cosmetic surgery and medical spa in fort myers naples bonita springs and cape coral you can look us up online at azulbeauty.com or call 239-206- 3160 for more information. I'm Gina Birch. We will be right back with more of Look and Feel Your Best. Azul has exciting news that will finally give you the body you've been dreaming of. Announcing liposuction body type procedures at Azul. If you've been exercising and dieting but cannot seem to get rid of your muffin top or love handles, our new liposuction body type treatment may be the solution. Azul is now offering in-office liposuction with body tightening to up the game in body contouring. Liposuction is a common cosmetic procedure that can reduce unwanted fat permanently, helping you recapture your youthful figure. As we age, we accumulate extra fat in our abdomen, flanks, back, inner and outer thighs, buttocks, arms, neck, and inner knees. These are the common areas addressed with this safe in-office procedure with Dr. Allison Yee at Azul. The liposuction body type procedure involves removing excess fat from the treatment area until the ideal contour is achieved. 
After the fat is removed, the body tight radio frequency energy is applied to the treatment area to further tighten the skin, improving your results. This amazing treatment combination provides the improvements you will absolutely love. Look better, feel better with the experts at Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spa. Call today for your free consultation with Dr. Allison Yee at 239-206-3160. That's 239-206-3160 today. Azul, a fresh, beautiful you is our business. Hey there, welcome back to Look and Feel Your Best. I'm Gina Birch with Dr. Allison Yee of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Southwest Florida. She's sitting in for Dr. Flaherty, who is taking a little R&R this weekend. Much needed. Uh, we all need to do that. We all need to get away and refresh and revitalize and uh, come back renewed, right? My turn next. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're going to take out, you have a vacation coming up? I actually have my Spartan race in Vermont in, uh, it's next weekend. Oh, so you run. Oh gosh. Well, ish. <laughs> oh gosh. She's well, a- <laughs> I do. I do run, but it's it's a twenty five k race. It's on a mountain, so a lot of it's more like hiking. But there are obstacles. There's one. Oh my gosh, twenty five k. You say, oh yeah, I run. I'm just doing twenty five k, and it's some up a mountain. I'm just gonna walk some of it. It just sounds it, like what? Well, I mean, it's 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 <clears throat> sort of silly, but you know, honestly, it's there's there's one of the obstacles is called the Death March. Oh great. Yeah, so it's like straight uphill for like two miles. Oh my god! I know why I'm doing this. I I don't know, but I'm doing it. Well, I, I can't, you know what? Good for you. Congratulations, because that is a quite an effort. And it, I know you've been training. And uh, when you come back, we're going to talk about that death march. How yes, about that? <laughs> it's it's a great. I feel um, like I've accomplished so much. I just and I'm not going to win. I'm not going there to try to win. I'm just trying to to do it to survive. Finish. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Okay, well, Dr. Yi, uh, we've been talking a lot this morning about fat grafting, fat augmentation, uh, fat, what's the other one we use for that? Transfer. Fat transfer. And that's to volumize the face. Um, You do that with surgery and in office, which I want to ask you about that as well. Um, But this last segment, you were talking about other areas to use it and never really thought about the hands. Yeah, and how the hands. hands lose volume, and it really does help rejuvenate and mm-hmm. make the hands look younger, like the rest of your face, right. if you've been working on that. Right. And also, the hands, just like the certain areas in the face, if you wanted to revolumize them with filler, which you can do, it takes a, a lot. good amount, which, again, can become prohibitively expensive doing it with filler. So I mentioned uh, this is a surgical procedure. And I know Dr. Flaherty says he does this in almost all of his um Facelifts. I'm assuming you do the same. Absolutely. Fat lift or fat augmentation. You do something in office as well, don't you? Tell yeah, us you about that. You can do fat grafting, you know, on its own as a, you know, solitary procedure. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's the same, it's the exact same procedure, just done without having anesthesia present, um, you know, with an IV and sedation, because a lot of people, you have to inject numbing, obviously, to keep somebody mm-hmm. comfortable, but it's, when you do the the injections and the block, that's the part that doesn't feel great. Yeah. And it doesn't last that long. And a number of people say, well, I don't really want to have to have anesthesia, mm-hmm. you know, so we have the option of being able to get those focal areas numb um, and not having to go into a surgery center. Obviously, everything is done with the same level of sterility right. um, that you would have in the <clears throat> operating room, 100%. It's 
more of the patients will, some people opt for absolutely no other form of, you know, relaxation. Some people I'll give them, you know, a, a Xanax or something mm-hmm. to relax them before. Right. Um, and then they can breathe a little bit of um, Pronox, which is like nitrous that you have at the dentist's office. A little office. laughing gas. Yes, it's funny how some people just <laughs> giggle. It, it certainly is laughing gas. But right before you get them numb, so it just takes that little bit of the, the discomfort out. And once they're numb... They don't feel anything. And I think part of that discomfort, too, is the anticipation because you don't know what it's going to feel like. So it always I know I did a BBL and the first treatment hurts so much more than the second. Second, like this is it. Yes. I think it was because of my anticipation. Right. And that's the thing is a lot of times if we're super nervous and we're Mm -hmm. clenched up and every I mean, it it can absolutely cause your blood pressure to go up. All of that. I mean, it just gets your whole fight or flight system revved up. So but talking to people and preparing them for and I always go through and tell them well, I'm going to do this next this is mm-hmm. what's going to happen you know just so that if they're awake they know I'm right. not just going to come at you with a needle well I love the fact that you can do that in office because I think a lot of people just assume that because you're uh you know injecting fat and you're harvesting fat that that is uh something that's reserved for the operating room but the fact that you can actually do it in office opens up the the gate for a lot of people to to get this done and experience mm-hmm. this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because there's a lot of people who they don't, they, I mean, you want to limit the amount of exposure to anesthesia if you can. Right, right. So let's talk then about fat versus filler, because this whole time we've been talking about volumizing. And I know one of the biggest in-office procedures here at the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas are injectables, Botox mm-hmm. and fillers. So where would, how does, what, let's talk, what is different about fat and fillers? Besides, we know fats from our own body. Um and fillers are? So there's a couple of different types of fillers. So first, there are the hyaluronic acid fillers, the Juvederms, the Restylane's, you know, the the fillers that they look like a clear gel. Mm -hmm. And and even within those different brands, they they have so many different types of hyaluronic acid uh, fillers that are manufactured and engineered specifically for specific parts of the face. Mm-hmm. So there are, and we, ha- hyaluronic acid's a natural product. We have it in all of our joints and it's a natural thing that is in our body. But certain fillers are made with a higher density of, of hyaluronic acid or larger particles. Some are much thinner. So those are um, better for fine lines. And then there mm-hmm. are ones that are, use a new technology that sort of cross-links the, the hyaluronic acid particles so that they resist being broken down when they're around the mouth or an area where you're moving a lot. So mm-hmm. also, too, even when you're going in for fillers, it's important that you go to somebody who knows what they're doing to choose the right filler, you know, the right hyaluronic acid filler, to yeah. go in the right area. It's not a one-size-fits-all. No, no, not at all, not at all. Um, I mean, there are times when I, I will layer different types of hyaluronic acid fillers on top of each other because I want to revolumize and go deeper with one and then another one's on top sort of feathering into the fine lines so it's it's very um also very patient specific in their their skin type so those those are the most common fillers the hyaluronic acids the beauty about those is you can inject an enzyme gone you know, it dissolves. That is them. nice to know. You you've got the do over thing. Yes. It's like, oh yes. no, we're going mean, to do over. You yeah. never want to do that. You're going to spend the money. Right. But if you don't like it, you can immediately inject an enzyme and it's gone. So the other types of fillers, there's the Radius, which is mm-hmm. a calcium hydroxyapatite filler, which is also for 
volume. Um, and it, it's it's a great, great, great filler. I love it. And it's for more for certain areas of the face. It is not reversible. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. have an enzyme. Um, but it, it ha- definitely has its place in certain areas in the face. And then there's Sculptra, which is completely different because that is a biostimulatory filler mm-hmm. that you inject into the face and you will mix it initially when you're injecting it with some sterile saline and you get immediate volume, but the mm. next day it's gone. But what's happened is you have deposited these little crystalline deposits into the specific areas. And then over the next couple of months, you will, your body will produce collagen. Ah. So instead of that immediate set gratification and volume, this is more of a longer term where it, it takes months to see the result but it lasts like the collagen that you've deposited lasts longer so they're they're totally different totally different yeah so when we're talking then about so how i understand it is fat augmentation is more for global rejuvenation and it can be for focal as well it can i have a patient who had a really horrible reaction to um, a specific type of filler. Hmm. And she had actually had to have it taken out wow. and had a biopsy. So she had a huge indent on one cheek and fat grafting completely took just, that away. Wow. So it can be for very mm-hmm. focal things. Okay. There are even people who do it just in the lips. Mm-hmm. But it's more for the volume, whereas some of the fillers, you can you can give volume, but when you're talking about like global volume, like the whole face. It's a lot. It's a lot. <clears throat> it's a, it's it's almost ridiculous. It's too expensive. Right. So then when I think of fillers in particular, I think of then more for the fine lines, like the 11s between your eyes and those so, type of things. So the 11s between your eyes, technically that's more of a muscular thing. So that's more right. Botox. Unless you're super deep. Because, Unless you're super deep. Right. But again, so yes, you can use a cannula and feather in um, the uh, a hyaluronic acid filler to fill those in. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But that is also one area you want to go to a very, very um, skilled surgeon who knows the surgical anatomy because that Mm -hmm. is a higher risk area so i do it all the time but Mm -hmm. it's because i know the anatomy i've been in there surgically right um, because there are certain areas where you don't want to go right with 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 fillers and that would that would affect what your the way your eye movement and all of that is no 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 no. there there are blood vessels oh gosh yes yes there have been actually reports of people going too deep with fillers and getting it into a blood vessel that can then actually that filler goes what we call retrograde and it goes in, it actually blocks the blood flow to your optic nerve. Okay. So you have to go to somebody who knows what they're doing. And who, who does it yes. all the time, day in, day out. Not, yes. no offense to any uh, gynecologist or any of these other doctors, veterinarians, or I'm just throwing that out there, who have the signs on the door. Oh, by the way, we do Botox and fillers too. Some of them I'm sure will be great, but I mean, just vet, vet before you do that. Just yes. make sure you do your research. Um, so, okay, fillers. And, and the other thing between fat and fillers, if you're really doing a big area, fillers become more expensive. Very, very You've got to so. put a lot of CCs in there to get it, right? Yes, and then the key, it, it, it adds up. It mm-hmm. definitely adds up because most fillers are sold by one CC syringes. So, mm-hmm. you know, each time you're like, okay, you need more here. I need more. Yeah. I need more. And that's obviously, like we said, it's prohibitively expensive sometimes. And it, you have to redo it. Before we run out of time, mm-hmm. I just looked at what time it is. We've got to tell us about your Filler Friday at oh, Cape yes. Coral. Yes, Filler Friday. So the first syringe is 10% off. Mm-hmm. If you get two syringes, they're both 15% off. And if you get three, they're 20% off. 
And so, that's in the Cape Coral office yes, of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spa with Dr. Allison Yee. Yes, because a lot of times, like we said, like mm-hmm. I will have people come to me and they'll say, oh, I want, can you fix this? And I said, absolutely, but you're going to need three syringes. Yeah. So having being able to give a discount like that definitely makes that it's available. very important. Yeah. That's great, Doctor Yee. Your first show with Yay. with me. We look and feel your best sitting in for Doctor Flaherty. Are we going to do this next week? Yes, ma'am. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much again, Doctor Allison Yee is one of the partners at or the associates at Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Southwest Florida. Azulbeauty.com. Look her up online. Two three nine two zero six. 3160 if you want to come in for an appointment. I'm Gina Birch. We will be back next week with more of Look and Feel Your Best.